and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Luke Owen. And I'm... Davis. It's spooky season at Cineworld currently, and what better way to celebrate spooky season than with the release of Halloween Ends. What what number is this in the, uh, the franchise? Go. Right, so hold on, hold on, bear with me. It's Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 4, 5, Curse of Michael Myers, H2O, Resurrection, Rob Zombie's Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Halloween, Kills, Ends, 13. 13. That's, that's the spookiest of the numbers. It's the most unlucky of the numbers. Yeah. And luckily for this movie, it's not an unlucky time. I quite enjoyed uh, Halloween. Ends, yeah. In fact. Yeah, I did. So... I really liked the Halloween reboots that we got. And there's no going to call it a reboot, a requel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the term they call it. It was lovely the way, because it's weirdly made by Danny McBride, who you typically think of as this big comedy presence. Yeah. But yeah, he's been behind this relaunch. And yeah, that first one, they both revamped it while not resetting. Yes. And had that amazing sequence. I remember watching it with my wife and she was terrified by that just one shot where you don't actually go into the house. Michael Myers just walks into the house. You can mm. see him murder someone and then walk back out. It's a really like terrifying visual. And it was cool. Like it was a continuation of the original movie while ignoring all of the other ones, including Halloween 2, which Laurie Strode is in. But it's just like, nope, not doing that one. We're going to go cut and we're going to do this. And we're starting this new, I think it's the third timeline of the series. Okay, but it's still within the first timeline. But it, yes, it's, uh, yes, it is using the first one to branch off into our new third timeline. Because the first one has this timeline that ends with six, and then there's a different timeline where Laurie Strode didn't die, and that's the second timeline. And then there's Rob Zombie's one, which is a different timeline. Mm. So I guess this is the fourth timeline that we've gone to instead. You think in Halloween Saga? Yes, absolutely. All the yeah. timelines cross over. Kang comes in yeah. and he's just like, I'm going to do, we'll do Secret Wars and we'll get all of the All Michael the Michael Myers. Myers. That sounds excellent. All the different Laurie Strode. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we got, so this is our new ones. We had that reboot, or the requel rather. And then the sequel, Halloween Kills, actually divided audiences in a way I, I really wasn't expecting mm. because of Opbacks of the first one. And I think with this third installment we've got here, I don't think we're going to have the same division in terms of people liking some of the direction or not liking some of the direction. There is a choice made in this in this third movie that I think is actually a really interesting idea. And it's not like the Halloween franchise is strangers to kind of weird and wacky ideas. Halloween 6 tells you that Michael Myers is actually a curse put upon him by the Thorn cult. And every Halloween he has to do a murder, otherwise Halloween... I can't actually quite remember what the curse yeah. for, but it did something wacky and weird. And, ha- and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is all about, you know, the, the white horse and all this sort of imagery. But- I like that, though. I like Because yeah. it's like in comic books, when you've been having the same characters for so long, you get to go some really interesting places just to breach new territory. And, like, so Halloween Ends has got this no- another new idea that we're mm. into, like, putting onto this thing, which I think some people may not get on board with. I actually thought it was quite an interesting way to take it down. But really, what we're going for is that confrontation. It's the Laurie Strode, Michael Myers. You're 40 years in the making that we are finally ending this. And I think we, you know, suppose you could never say never with a Halloween movie. You know, we all thought that H2O was going to be the last one back in 2000. But yet here we are. The first Halloween movie I ever saw. 
Was it really? Yeah, yeah. It was like on TV and it just came on and I was a teenager. Yeah. Like, I, was I, like, like, I like Josh Hartnett. This is the best. <laughs> How can it get better than this? And the answer is... I mean, I th- actually, I thought the recall was yeah, better yeah. than H2O. <laughs> I thought it much better than H2O. So I think this is a very... It, it, this, this feels like the definitive end of mm. the Halloween saga. And I think from that aspect, it's a really important film if you're a, a fan of the franchise or a fan of horror or a fan of cinema in general to kind of go and check this out because... This is the end of an era. Yeah, one of the most enduring cinematic characters. Uh, but it feels like we're in a bit of a, 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 a place for that. These big franchise characters, like as we saw in... I, I won't say what they are, you know, but there's been a few recently where they have ended. Yeah, I, Jurassic World. But the franchise itself, I think, will carry on. You think there'll be more Halloween movies? There's always going to be more Halloween I'm okay with that. I think it's one of those enduring myths. I like to see it have, I like to see new people take spins on it. Well, that's it. Um, like we were talking about the four different timelines yeah. we've had with Halloween. There's like no, you know, someone could say, I'm just going to actually take the Halloween 3 mythos, which is a completely separate world to the mm. Michael Myers Halloween world. You know that because in Halloween 3, there are people watching Halloween on TV. <laughs> so maybe people are like, that's what we'll do. We'll do a sequel to Secret of the uh, Season of the Witch. Yeah. And we'll do a Season of the Witch trilogy. Yeah, definitely. And this this most recent one, I think has been my favourite. Just because it feels the most contemporary yeah. in a way that's modern as opposed to maybe like H2O, which yeah. just felt like more... To shut popcorn into your face. And, and like, you know, Scream was popular. So we'll, we'll do the Scream version yeah, of Halloween. Yeah. But this felt like the, the whole trilogy. Well, I haven't seen uh, Halloween Ends, but definitely the first two in the trilogy. Uh, just feel like a, a more, a, a smarter, deeper, more intelligent take on it. But it's not just Halloween Ends that's on this week for spooky, spooky <gasps> season, which obviously is now kicking up into gear as we head yeah. towards real-life Halloween. Because uh, that's, you know, they've got the thing. Real-life Halloween? Yeah. With Mike Myers? Oh, yeah. I, I would lock your doors when it comes to Halloween. I love Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you enjoyed Amsterdam yeah. so much. <laughs> but um, we've got three special screenings coming up to celebrate mm. the Halloween season. On the 21st of October, we have Coraline. On the 28th of October, Paranorman. And on the 30th of October, very exciting for me, Trick or Treat. Did you see Trick or Treat? No. Oh, it is an awesome, awesome, massively underrated horror movie from like the mid 2000s. Like when it came out, it was like, it was praised within the horror community, but wasn't accepted by like the wider or yeah, yeah. going experience. But within the horror community, it became like, Oh, big thing. I'm just like, more people need to see Trick or Treat. Not enough people gave Trick or Treat a go. Where's the sequel to Trick or Treat? We want more films within this Trick or Treat world. And it never really came. So when I saw that we're showing it at Cineworld, I was like, this is the time. <laughs> now everyone can right the wrong and go and check this movie out. Reevaluate it. Yeah. What's, uh, what's the gimmick? What's the concept for it? I've, I've actually never heard of it, I don't think. Oh, really? I won't, I won't go into it too much. I think you need to go and just experience it. Just give me that top line. It's in a cool anthology story. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool anthology story with this sort of like little boy in a pumpkin mask that's sort of like this through line Mm. that's going through it. It is honestly like phenomenal stuff. Oh, cool. And the other two movies you mentioned there, Caroline and Paranorman, of course, fantastic 
sort of gothic animation that the anim- stop an- stop motion animation is beautiful in those uh, paranormal in particular I, I adore mm. also it's, it's spooky for kids mm. it's like you know Halloween ends and we've got I'm talking about trick or treat there but it's that's for adults that's for you and I but if you want to take your kids to the pictures and you want to enjoy the spooky season then that's like two perfect movies to take them to as, as a kid it was the scary stuff that I loved the yeah. most even though it did terrify me it was that whole emotional experience was very exciting. And I think like looking back, my parents probably enjoyed that more as well. <laughs> but it's not all just spooky stuff this week. We've got La La Crocodile in 4DX and Super Screen. The Lost Boys, the 35th anniversary 4K restoration will be out on Monday the 17th. It's half past seven. So I suppose that is kind of within the spooky. Definitely. It's vampires, isn't it? Love The Lost Boys. That was one of those films as a kid that was alongside the Goonies, Stand By Me. I was just... Because it's Kiefer Sutherland and it's Corey Feldman. It's the gang. It's the boys. (laughs) I remember the first time I saw The Lost Boys. It was one of those things you see as a teenager because, you know, someone's rented it. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's go and watch this. And you see it like, oh, this is cool. Mm. This is really rad. I'm really, I haven't seen the 4K restoration of it either, so I'm really excited for that. And we've also got Emily out this week. But why listen to us talk about Emily when you can hear the stars of the movie talk to Olivia? For me, Emily's always been someone who's been, who kind of represents someone who has a very authentic voice and was very much their own person and also a rebel. And so every time we kind of would deviate in in a way that is, I mean, I, I, I didn't really want to tell a story that's just like a traditional biopic. Because the audience that I wanted the film to reach was people your age, you know. And those those films are beautiful, but they, they, they're quite niche. And I wanted this film to kind of really uh, sing out to a, a whole kind of a younger generation as well. It made me want to make things and it made me want to create and write and um, and be, be more imaginative and more playful and, and um, and I think it's just, it's a film that reminds us that there aren't rules. And I think people like to put rules and put formats on things, on, mm. on films, on books, on stories generally, uh, more and more, uh, weirdly. And actually there are no rules. And I think this film is kind of a, a testament to that mm. in, in many ways. Also out this week, The Woman King, Amsterdam, The Lost King. Smile, Mrs. Harris goes to Paris, Pony and Selvan won, and don't worry, darling. Do you have a particular pick of the week? There's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, I, I really am excited to see Halloween ends because I like it whenever a trilogy concludes. But I loved Amsterdam. I, I, re- I, I really like Don't Worry, Darling as well, but... I thought Amsterdam was fantastic. And I love the director as well, so always on board. I think I am going to go with with Halloween Ends. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like, I just, I, I, lo- I really, really got on board with it. And I think it's got such interesting ideas there that horror fans might will really might really get on board mm-hmm. with. But I will give a special shout out to Trick Our Treat as well. Like it's not out, that's, you know, it's a little way down the line yet, but I'm just so excited for people to see it. Who am I kidding? The Lost Boys, actually. It's the Lost Boys on, on Monday. Yeah, book your tickets now.
We have an unlimited screening of Bros on October 18th, and you can now buy tickets for Matilda, Black Adam, and Black Panther. Well, that, that is a big slate of movies. Matilda opened the London Film Festival. Uh, I never got to see the stage show. Me neither. And as I know, movies are better than the theatre. <laughs> yeah. I say this all the time to my lady partner. Yeah. And yeah. Will she ever listen? <laughs> From the performing, live performing arts background. No, and I, I cannot wait to see Matilda. And all those songs. I also wanted to get you slightly excited as well, as I often do, because... Have you seen the reviews for Black Adam that's come out? The no. have seen it. Oh. Massively, like, praising. Every every review that I've seen of it, like, those reaction reviews that like people were putting up on Twitter from, like, the first like, fan mm-hmm. screening stuff were all, like, this is the DC movie we need right now. Like, The Rock is great in it. You'll be surprised to hear the Justice Society are great in it. Like, Justice Society <laughs> are great. No one's ever said little, that. Little guys. But everyone's like, like, and they're like, once they show up in the movie, it becomes this incredible like action piece as well. So everyone's the yeah. reviews that have been out on Twitter so far are very, very excited. Plus, I've I've heard there's an incredibly excited post credit sequence, like a proper big P credits. Oh, I'm a DC boy at heart. Yeah. This does this does make me immensely happy. Tickets are also on sale for Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, which is only going to be available for one week, so you will need to sit on the big screen while you can. But that's all we've got time for on this edition of What's On. Please do check out any of the movies we've discussed today using the links in the video description down below. And we will see you on next week's show. I have been Luke Owen. I'm Denali Davis, standing in for Dan Layton. And that's What's On. Bye.